All right, peoples, welcome to the Reject Rundown podcast. This is this episode today is a final What to Watch Wednesday before No Way Home, you guys. We have finally reached the pinnacle point of all the Tom Hollandverse movies and stuff, or even Spider-Man in general, to reach to this pinnacle point to see for sure if all three Spider-Man will be returning for this final film. Well, not going to say final film, but this new upcoming film. Sorry about that. But as always, I can't do this episode by myself, so I got the old man with me. See what's up, old man. Hi, y'all. It's me, old man RJ. <laughs> well, welcome, old man RJ. We appreciate you because, as always, we've been doing doing this What to Watch Wednesdays for I don't know how long, for about four weeks now. We got a good couple episodes going in ever since we got the Andrew Garfield, not Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, the, what's it called, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. We talked about the films. And now we're getting to Tom Holland verse. We're going to put basically every single movie in one bundle just because, you know, a lot of the movies he was partially in, of course, not so much into it. But, you know, this is his actual third solo film for his Spider-Man itself. So it's about time we get, you know, get talking about his films. So, oh, man, RJ, when Tom Holland was actually cast as Spider-Man, did you have any, you know, disgruntledness towards that casting? That's true. That's true. I would have to agree with you on that as well because, you know, actually all three, when all three were cast, did not know too much about the actors at all whatsoever, especially when now going into Tom Holland. But my only question was why recast, you know, the Spider-Man when basically we found out the deal was made between Sony and Marvel and especially last minute because if I'm not mistaken, they were filming, you know, Civil War in the middle of all that. And a lot of a lot of us were speculating that, you know, they're going to bring in Spider-Man that they must. They must do it, you know, and all that type of stuff. And then all of a sudden we hear deals made, the deal of the century and stuff like that. And, you know, here we are. We're getting a Spider-Man going into Marvel, finally now into Marvel. And then all of a sudden confirm that they're making their own solo films connected with Sony and all that type of stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden we get recast. Now, me particularly, like I said before, I wanted Andrew Garfield. It would have been better. But, again, when they recast it, whatever. You know, when we saw him in Civil War, when he first made his appearance, not bad. Not bad. Did you enjoy the first appearance of him um, in Civil War? I did, actually. The reason why is Mm-hmm. Uh, his character finally could do like his eyes could actually 
you know, he can move his eyes differently and stuff like, you know, expression in his face. The spider suit could actually do expressions. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that. Um, another thing about Holland is that he, uh, he actually made himself sound like a teenager, you know? True. Very true. And I think... I guess you could say I, I yeah, it makes sense. You know, I, I didn't, hmm, you know, I still have my issues with the whole, you know, being too young. And I was thinking maybe, okay, they were bringing the, um, the ultimate Spider-Man from the cartoons into the movie series and stuff like that. And they're kind of getting the mixture of it. So you, I guess I understood it in a sense. And I, you know, you're right. I did appreciate the, the features of the costume, especially the eyes. I think really when, we saw when the eyes closed down. We're like, okay, that's pretty badass. That's pretty cool. You know that they did a really good job with that, and I think everyone was a you know actually excited for that particular feature in the costume, um, because obviously in the cartoons when you see those eyes in their in, in the co- in the cartoon itself, they just squint, but yet they have you know facial features even through their mask. So this kind of gave it um, that feel to it, and it was actually pretty dope. So I agree with you on that, old man. Anything else pertaining to Civil War that you appreciated for Tom Holland joining there? When he talked trash, he, uh, he sounded like a dork walking into <laughs> a man's fight. And that's pretty much what Spider-Man sounded like when he first started. So I kind of like the fact that he he actually had that, like, like you know, uh, like his, when he gets um, through his arm, he's just like, oh, wow, this mechanic, you know, like he got a, uh, robotic arm on you, like, that's pretty cool, you know, right. he's, like, talking trash, but it sounds like a teenager talking trash. Exactly. So, it made sense. I agree. And it, it was actually even yeah. funny when, uh, you had the Falcon, when he's like, is this stuff coming out of you? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think his introduction was pretty much keen to completely be, uh, the, if you look at Andrew Garfield or Tommy McGuire, like both of them, right. you know, like you, you know, like you want an Andrew Garfield in there. I don't think he, his Spider-Man is too, uh, how do you put it? Just, Amateur. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it. So you needed somebody younger and somebody who hasn't been through all the stuff that, you know, Andrew Garfield's been into. Right, right. To be more of. Uh, to be mentored, and I don't think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man would allow himself to be mentored by Tobin, uh, by uh, Tony Stark. I agree. I think that that way, by that way, makes sense. You know what I mean? Now we we're gonna move on to Homecoming. You know what I mean? Because afterwards, we kind of just got the gist of the fighting scenes, whatever thing. It was a good fighting scene in the Civil War. You got the connection with him and Captain America. They had their little spot of you know dialogue, which was good. You know what I mean? I think that was appreciative. And then at that, you can kind of see that the chemistry between, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man was going to be, I guess you could say, the most important piece moving forward in the franchise. So I, I see your point there, old man, RJ. I see your point. Um, but how did you, like, uh, Captain America, was that scene a pretty good pretty good scene, too, as well? The whole, you know, Queens and Brooklyn type of scenario? I thought that was pretty, pretty good dialogue. Yeah, it was. Show like when he told him, you know, you got a heart, and we're, where are you from, kid? They're like, you know, when he told him he's from New York, Captain America's like, oh, cool, you know, like he, so he liked that. He yeah. was like, cool about it. He was like, all right, cool, another New Yorker like I am. Mm-hmm. Facts. And then, uh, yeah, exactly. Especially with powers, you know what I mean? They're both strong, they both have agility, and 
I think at that point too, you know, uh, Spider-Man was told by Iron Man to take off his legs. Um, but then Captain America, as always, pulls out something and another thing. There's uh, other stuff in his repertoire. So good. It was good. It was a good setup. I, I appreciate that part, you know. And then uh, moving along, moving along to movies-wise, we're going to jump into Homecoming, of course. Homecoming. Oh, man, RJ. We got Michael freaking Keaton coming in as the Vulture. And obviously the story sets off where the big battle in New York, you know, Michael Keaton's character was the cleanup crew for everything, got fired, got let go because it was a government taking over, and thus begins the Vulture becoming the vulture basically michael keaton creating the vulture in order to steal what they need to steal and basically you know not turning you know the eye of being broke basically so you know what did you were you okay with the casting part of that actually no i didn't expect keaton to be cast i always thought that somebody older would be but then again keaton's already at an older age so it makes sense that they cast somebody that old. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that old, I mean, he's still young. But I was looking at, I was looking for, like, John Malkovich from uh, the Red movies. He's the old okay. man in the Red movies with Bruce Willis in them. Yeah. So I was thinking of him because he was originally going to be cast in Sam Ramey's film. Gotcha. Uh, Michael Keaton, you know, no matter what he does, he's always going to be phenomenal so mm-hmm. he like he brought the AJ Styles of himself into this film and <laughs> you know he uh he pretty much broke out pretty good in it I agree. It did. He did really well. Um, the story, the storyline itself was actually, it did make sense. You know, obviously they're in high school, you know, he's trying to kind of basically Tom Holland's character, you know, tries to adjust to now his, his new future because of him involving himself in the civil war with the rest of the Marvel heroes, but what's next for him? You know what I mean? He's kind of left without, you know, knowing the next task that can, but then comes across Michael Keaton's character, the vulture, and figures out that obviously what they're doing behind the scenes and stuff. And, you know, there you go, creating his own enemy and creating his own, you know, life's life story within himself, which is good. You know, we get references to Uncle Ben. Obviously, Marvel didn't Marvel chose not to involve him because we got two depictions of him already, which we are said that coming forward for this final not final film. I keep saying final film like it's the end of it, but no, it's not Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, we are told that he will make a, a little bit more a more effort into talking about Uncle Ben in this film. So it's going to be interesting on that part. Um, but I think uh, that's, I guess that's a good story setup, storyline wise. Did you appreciate this part of it? Kind of what they were doing with Tom Holland's character in this? Yeah, the one thing I appreciate is that you know, this is his first time taking on, second time actually, because first time was Civil War, but second time he's taking on a big project, you know, mm-hmm. big villain uh, compared to the first time. Right. So he's like in a major fight, and it makes sense that he would need tutoring from Tony Stark. And I think that's the one thing I like is that like Tony Stark, as you said before, it became more of a big deal, like a big part of, of his life. It became a mentor to him. Correct. That's true. And you see it in his film. Exactly. And especially at the end, you kind of get that, you know, we finally get our first glimpse of Iron Spider that everyone wanted. And then, but obviously Tom Holland chose not to go that path just yet and make his own path, you know, going, going his own way, still trying to become a kid 
and you know enjoy being a kid at this point still having kid kid lifestyles you know yes he's a superhero but his importance of you know his personal life i think at that time frame was what his focus was so that way he can enjoy being around his friends and kids and not you know being pushed to being a superhero just like that and evolving his life just yet of being a superhero you know so that's a good thing that was a good thing i like that and last end credit so it was pretty cool um guys moving into infinity war again a little small little role between spider-man but really an impactful role if i'm not mistaken oh man rj very impactful and this one we obviously see him come in um into the movie where he's on the school bus on the on the on the, um, on the bridge sees thanos coming in or the thanos's crew members coming in goes out there helps and helps the team fight him and stuff whatever finally meets dr strange they have a good little you know laugh ha 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 <laughs> moment talking about oh we're using fake names oh i'm spider-man you know stuff like that so it you know, it was good it was good involving him it was nice seeing him you know kind of again being cross hand and crossing over talking with other superheroes and stuff that everyone was excited for um did you want to see more of spider-man of tom holland spider-man in infinity war a little bit Focused on the right people in it, which is always the original, you know, the original Avengers, which is Captain uh, America, Iron Man, um, Hawkeye, I don't think was in it, but he's the only one that was, that was missing in that film. So you had Captain America, Iron Man, right. uh, Thor, Black Widow, and um, even what's his name, uh, Hope. You know, it was right. central on, on them, and I think that was the most important part is that it was centered on on those guys because they're the ones that started it all. Right. So exactly. everyone else gained their little, their little part was actually good. Yeah. In okay. my opinion. Now, when, you know, Thanos snaps his fingers, of course, and, you know, we get this nice, I, this is my thing with this acting, is I think I appreciated him a little bit more seeing this part of it with the way he. You know, he doesn't want to go from, you know, being in the blimp and it gets emotional. No lie. I watching that part of the film and that scene, particularly with Tom Holland being the Spider-Man and the dialogue between him and Iron Man really got to me. You know, it really was a good heartbreaking moment and also one of those moments where it got you, got you teary and you felt bad for what was happening, you know, especially for him being a young kid at that point in their eyes. You know what I mean? And uh, that was good on his part. So I appreciate that part. Did you, did you, uh, can you agree with that a little bit there? Like, you no, know, that was a good depiction from there. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, perfectly executed for him to do, you know, bring you, uh, like I said, bring you the emotion out of you when he did that part because you could actually feel it in him that he didn't want to die. And it just, once he did, it was like, pretty good way to go to where it does like freezes and yeah. then all of a sudden he disappears and nobody else does that in the film like everyone else just Goals. turns into ashes and leaves this guy had i think the nanotech was keeping him alive for as much as he could before it vanished him completely i think so too because uh, you can tell like it took its time before he passed it was more of you know i think it was a their intent to make that particular scene last, you know, extend it lasting longer, but knowing that he's still going in that sense. So I agree. I agree. That was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So 
Move along again, guys. Moving on to Endgame. We're going on to Endgame now, right before two, right before the final film for Tom Holland's verse. So Endgame comes in. Obviously, everyone returns from the blimp, and we get the return of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. You know, swings his way through. You know, um, Doctor Strange's little portals and stuff like that. He opens up for the rest of the MCU universe, and you know, we get to see a glimpse of Iron Spidey go medieval and <laughs> turning the red eyes and stuff. And then having a dialogue with the ladies of the MCU. So obviously, obviously, Old Man RJ wasn't really too much of a big scene for Tom Holland in this film. But with that being said, you know, I guess you you gave him a good spot at the end again when Tony Stark himself does the final snap. And, you know, obviously we see that Tony Stark's life is, you know, pretty much ending at the moment and you give Tom Holland another final scene with his mentor and having that, you know, you know, sad scene of goodbyes and stuff like that. So again, another great acting. Would you agree? I see from Robert Downey Jr.'s behalf on that part and everyone else around it, but I think between him and Tom Holland, they're pretty much their spot, you know, their show at that point. Right. Up yeah. to that point, I agree. That was a good way to end it. It was. It was a good. It yeah. was a good way to end it. Also, a good way to kind of, you know, the final two people or final three people. You had, you had, you know, Pepper. Then you had Spider Man, of course, Tom Holland, Spider Man, Peter Parker, and then you had um, Rhodey, uh, his best friend. All really the main main three people around him, and basically, you know, they're saying their goodbyes to, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark character. Which was good, you know. You got to see the the meaning behind it. Then they have their obviously their final scene, which you know they're saying the funeral part and stuff like that, and everyone crew acts. But again, small little role for Tom Holland, but again, a very impactful role in the universe, right? So good on from there. Uh, would you have wanted to see a little bit more though? Oh man, real quick before we jump on to the next film, would you have wanted to see a little bit more watching the movie, or was his scenes, especially in the fighting scenes, good enough? Good enough. Okay. Uh, like I stated before, this was more keen and based on the original five. Uh, the five. Right. So you weren't gonna get much of anyone else except for T'Challa. Like even T'Challa had a short role in the film. Agreed. He so did like, have a smaller one. You, you knew that the whole time. The just the original five and Ant Man were like you know up Gr- there the whole film. Right, a little bit more of the important pieces to kind of put things together for the film. Agreed. You're right. Very good. Very good, old man. All right, moving along. And actually, the final movie before No Way Home, which kind of leads into this, you guys, with Tom Holland. Far From Home. 2019, this one comes out. We got, we finally got Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, when that was cast, old man RJ, was that a good casting pick for Mysterio? I agree. I agree. And it's for the film itself. Obviously, we get the idea is is after for sure of Endgame. And, you know, again, Tom Holland, Spider-Man isn't too sure what his future will be like. 
or what will be. And obviously the sadness of, you know, Tony Stark passing away is there. So he's trying to figure out what's going on, what's next for him. But also to adjusting after the blimp. Oh, five years before that, a lot of a lot of the younger kids that were around his same age now are five years older, of course, which then makes a little bit of adjustment within the high school, you know. So he's kind of dealing with that too as well with his friends and families and stuff like that. And you know, Aunt May, we kind of we get to see a little bit more of her and uh, what's what's it? Happy, we have a little good have a relationship. Yeah, so it's good. You know, it's things are kind of looking up. You kind of see that looking fine, and then all of a sudden you get Mysterio acting like as if he's from an alternate universe and all this stuff. Whatever comes over, all that type of stuff. Now, obviously, he fights the four elements. I think it's what uh, earth, water, wind, and fire. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So not bad there. Not bad. Good fighting scenes. You know, I like the movie. Um, then we also get the glimpse of, you know, stealth Spider-Man, the all black Spider-Man. Was that pretty cool scene in the movie? Oh man. Oh man. Yes, agreed. It was it was even good. And then also we also we get to see you know the big fight scene between Mysterio and Tom Holland Spider Man really jacked them up with a lot of those hallucinations of you know zombie Iron Man you know hit the 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 whole purpose of Spider Man being you know being there you know a lot of that Mysterio really played with his mind so that I think that was a good setup. Um, even then afterwards too as well we even got to see you know the final part where he creates and comes out on his own becoming the becoming a better spider-man and using the technology of course from what you know tony stark left him right so that think that was a good thing and too also, as well not just the, the stuff that tony stark left him but using his own powers finally he was able to use a spider sense in a way in that movie yeah true a lot of that you know well i mean he did get that little spider sense too as well with infinity war when he's kind of like his hair tingles up a little bit, but a little bit more. He understands it more. You know what I mean? He's kind of getting into the power, his own powers and not just relying so much on the technology part of it. So that's, I, I see what you and mean I there. That's what Stark, I think that's what Stark was trying to teach him. You know, you got to rely, you know, know and understand your powers more than relying on this stuff. Right, exactly. The good thing with Tony Stark is he knew that it's his mind that helped create everything. But he also... You know, we saw that in the sense of Iron Man in the films that he was doing a lot of more of, you know, personal fighting, a lot of Taekwondo, a lot of kickboxing and stuff like that, practicing. Because if the armor isn't there, what does he have? You know what I mean? I think that's what he was trying to teach on to Tom Holland Spider-Man. So that makes sense, old man. That does make sense. Um, other than that, the final scene, the final fight scene with everything, how crazy was it to kind of know that his name was going to be let go for the whole universe to know. That was, that was really uh, actually pretty awesome because I know Alex had a theory and I thought his theory was correct about there's a Spider-Man where everybody knows who his identity is. Mm -hmm. He's like this multi-rich Spider-Man. So um, 
you know, I think we're leading to that. I think I forgot the name of the Spider-Man suit that he's known for. I think it's Silver Spider or something. Oh. I was like, wow, I think Alex is right. So Alex the Barber, you know, Alex the one. Uh, he was correct about this. So we, uh, you know, Alex can say anything, but it leads to what we're getting into now. So that was pretty cool. Because I, mean, I didn't know what was going to happen next. That's the thing about that whole scene is, I wasn't prepared to know like where we're going afterwards, but it was pretty cool to see it. Yeah, agree. It, it it's really nice to see, and I think it's also obviously everyone. It, this is what leads up to No Way Home. The name dropping. You know, everyone knows Peter Parker now is Spider Man. The return of um, what's his face from Daily Bugle. Um, do you remember his name? Oh man, I can't remember his name. J uh, J Jonathan. There we go. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, J Jonathan Jameson. So we get to see his character come in too as well as the same actor that portrayed in the Tobey Maguire's act, um, J. Jonas Jameson, but a little bit different, obviously different look and all that type of stuff. So we're kind of getting the feel that now the multiverse is coming in for the film for sure. And we don't, we know that Mysterio isn't truly dead. It's going to possibly come back for far away from home. So, or no way home, sorry, far away from home. (laughs) So used to the other films. No way from home. Um, so it's good. You know, I think it's uh, interesting. It's kind of a good way to kind of good set up before the, this film that can bring in every single body. So that is the importance of the name dropping sets it up for this next film. You know, it sets it up for that type of uh, intrigueness on what exactly what's going to happen next. Um, other than that, old man RJ, any you know now knowing the whole in depth you know, set factor with all the films. Do you have any, anything to kind of critique anything that you probably would have changed differently? Um, originally I would just change Mary, uh, MJ to Mary Jane because she has a different name. Correct. And I, and I don't know if they had the rights to it, but I would have been like, it would have been cool. She would have been Mary Jane and not just the new girl that her name was. True. So I would have been okay with that. Um, other than that, oh, I like the villains they chose for him so far. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm waiting to see who the main villain is for this one because, of course, it's going to be Green Goblin, but I'm trying to see who number six is because he's fighting six people, not five. And they only showed five so far. Right, exactly. So, uh, the suits are good. Uh huh. And yeah, the suits are good. Uh, his acting is still there. I think by now he should have had more of a adultish attitude than a teenage attitude. So, agree. They key, you know, they they jump into that more like more of a college uh, setup. Persona. Right. But we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We we shall see everybody. But I mean, that kind of you know brings in everything that we brought up to you guys for what to watch Wednesday. I believe the release will be tomorrow night, everybody, Thursday night. I'm sure they're going to be having the film come out. It's going to be a crazy box office for Thursday night. I think it's going to set a record. I'm sure old man RJ agrees to that. Um, but also we're kind of excited for sure to see this film. No no doubt about it. Um, and it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal, you guys. So please watch, tune in. You know, if you guys have a chance to watch all the Tom Holland verses or even at that, the first two films for sure that leads up to No Way Home, go for it. It's good. Um, the other films, you can definitely kind of chime in a little by here um, just because they do have some involvement into the solo films. But again, you know, it's it's great. It's awesome. It's a great setup. I think Tom Holland has a, a good future and we all know that he's cast 
for a couple a while longer. He will be Spider-Man for you know time and time and time again in the future. More likely another set of five or six films. So that's good. He's pretty young. He likes the character. He enjoys what he does. And uh, I think that's the one thing we can appreciate as an actor portraying the character, especially a superhero character. Um, but we're also excited to see the other two return in this No Way Home. So hope you guys enjoy the What to Watch Wednesday. Um, but otherwise, as always, for me, Tony the Kid, I wish you guys the best. Hope you guys appreciate it. And uh, hope you guys like the No Way Home film as well. And, uh, you know, don't forget to look us up on the Reject Rundown. Um, dot com for sure the podcast as well where we get, get to hear everything so oh man rj leave the rest for you for the final thoughts all right so like i said prepare to watch no way home there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on and a lot of uh major Twist awesome stuff happening all at once so y'all get ready for it and y'all have a good uh whatever time of day it is for you guys <laughs> very good <laughs>